Blog Talk Radio. Greetings, listeners, and thank you so much for joining me tonight. It has been a few weeks since I have joined you, and I have missed you so, but as life has it, some things are going on that I needed to attend to and when it was unable to bring forth a teaching. But I am back tonight, and I am so excited to come into your homes, especially during this season of Easter, during this time of resurrection. So thank you so much for joining me tonight. Thank you for allowing me to come into your home, into your car, into your office space, wherever you might be at this time. It is such a blessing to be able to teach you the word of God, share the love of Jesus with you, and go forth and do what God has called me to do and encourage you to do the same. Amen. And so tonight, oh my goodness, I love this time of year when we celebrate the the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, I know Easter was last Sunday, so it's been a couple of days since it's Easter, but it's never a bad time to celebrate the life and ministry death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Like there's never a bad time to remember what Jesus Christ did for us on Calvary's cross. Whether you believe in Jesus or not, it is never a bad time to be reminded that this is what Jesus did for you. This is what Jesus did for me. This is a type of of Lord and Savior and Father and friend that wants to be a part of our lives. And so tonight we talk about Jesus' journey to Calvary, the betrayal. Oh, my goodness, the betrayal. When God gave me that topic, I was just like, yeah, every single person on the face of the earth who has ever lived who is currently living or who will live (laughs) has experienced some type of betrayal, whether it was the betrayal of a boyfriend or girlfriend. Y'all know when we were younger and in middle school and high school, some of us in elementary school, not me, but some in elementary school, and we had a little boyfriend, little girlfriend, and they betrayed us for another guy. Or if we were, you know, betrayed us for another girl, if it was a girl, you know, your your guy betrayed you for another girl. If you were a guy, your girl betrayed you for another guy, you know, betrayal. Um, it, you may have experienced or some of our listeners may have experienced a betrayal of a spouse who decided they no longer wanted to be in the marriage and they up and left or asked for a divorce. Or a spouse who had an extramarital affair. We could have experienced betrayal from a boss who told us they would promote us. You know, the next promotion will be yours. It's guaranteed. But then they decide to promote someone else above us or instead of us, betrayal. Um, It could have been where you have a best friend and you shared your life with them. You know, you open up to them, shared your heart, your past experiences, your current experiences, and you felt like they would keep everything that you have shared with them to themselves, but they actually shared it with other people, betrayal. It could be a family member who decided to share your information with other people, you know, betrayal. <laughs> so, so we all have experienced some 
type of betrayal, some type of someone turning their back on us or exposing us. All of us have experienced that. So let's just talk about that for a minute, and then let's talk about Jesus' betrayal. Like, of all the betrayals that we have ever experienced or will experience, no betrayal compares to when Judas betrayed Jesus and ultimately sent Jesus to the cross. Now, we understand there was a set of events that uh, caused this all to happen, but Judas was a part of that process of Jesus going to the cross. And so let's talk about it. So betrayal. Y'all know I love dictionary.com. That's my friend when it comes to um, sharing definitions or uh, synonyms from the thesaurus. So Betrayal, according to Dictionary.com, had several definitions, and I am going to read all of them in your hearing. To deliver or expose to an enemy by treachery or disloyalty. To be unfaithful in guarding, maintaining, or fulfilling, mainly talking about marriages and, and other areas. To reveal or disclose somebody sharing your secrets or sharing your business or sharing your heart and they shouldn't have. To be disloyal when a friend betrays you, when a friend is disloyal. You've been friends for 10, 15, 20, 30 years, and they up and decide disloyal. Hopefully, Lord have mercy if you've been friends for that long. Hopefully, you won't experience a betrayal, but it's, it's very possible. Um, last Now, a couple more definitions, to reveal or disclose in violation of confidence, to deceive, misguide, or corrupt, to seduce and desert. So um, I thought about this one when it came to, like, high school, middle school. You know how some... Uh, guys, you know, we go through our hormones in middle school in particular and then high school, and sometimes guys just want to fulfill that, that that lustful desire to have sex with someone, and they build your confidence, and they, um, you know, put on this uh, front like they like you, and they're really into you, and they, yo, you're so beautiful, you're so intelligent, I love being around you, love your personality, you're so smart, you're so witty, and they're doing all of this just to have sex with you, and they move on. So I thought about that just because I work with I work with kids, and so I just thought about that in relation to children. Of course, it can happen to us adults too, but my first thought about that was work with teenagers who I'll be working with um, during the summer. And so all of this, these definitions are about betrayal. And the one that we're going to focus on tonight is to deliver or expose to an enemy by treachery or disloyalty. This is the definition that meets the betrayal of, Je- of Jesus by Judas. Okay? Let's get into the word of God. We're going to be in Matthew tonight. Even though Judas is talked about in all four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we're going to focus on the book of Matthew tonight, the 26th chapter. We're going to read verse 14, 15, and 16 to begin with, and then we will move down just a little tad bit. 
All right, so Matthew 26, verse 14 reads, I have the King James Version tonight. You, you guys, if you're my normal listeners, you know I love the New Living Translation because it reads like a story, and the language is very plain. But for this particular teaching on tonight, I'm going to focus in on the, uh, the, uh, new, the King James Version. So then one of the 12 called Judas Iscariot went unto the chief priest, And said unto them, what will ye give me? And I will deliver him unto you. Talking about Jesus. And they covenanted with him or partnered with him for 30 pieces of silver. And from that time, he sought opportunity to betray him. Oh, my goodness. When... I read this, like, every time I read it, I'm just like, man, what, or not um, not every time, but almost every time I read this, I think about, man, what was going on in Judas' mind that would cause him to betray Jesus? Like, what was he feeling? What was he dealing with? What was he struggling with? What was he experiencing to cause him to turn his back on Jesus, to betray the Son of God, to deliver him, to expose him to an enemy. And actually at this time, the scribes, the, uh, the, the chief priests in the temple, they were Jesus' enemy. They did not believe that he was the Son of God. They did not believe that he was the, 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 the long-awaited king. They did not believe that he was the Savior of the world. They did not believe. And so they they were an enemy, and I hate to say that, but they were an enemy. They were not for God, so they were against him. They were an enemy, and so Judas went to them and, and petitioned them, you know, I will give you Jesus, but what will you give me in return? And they came into an agreement, we'll give you 30 pieces of silver if you expose Jesus to us. Man. That is something to be okay within yourself to betray the Son of Man. But let's just think about that even in our personal lives. When we have been betrayed, I'm sure if you're like me, you've considered, first of all, who the betrayer was. Who were they? What Were they a family member? Was it a friend? Was it a spouse? Was it a coworker? Was it a boss? Like who was the person? What was their personality? What was their their attributes, characteristics? Like, who were they? That's one thing to consider when we think about the betrayer, who they were. And then why? Like, why did, what benefits do you receive from betraying me? What benefit do you receive from betraying others? That's my next thought. Like, what benefits? What, what fuels you or feeds you or what about that betrayal? What does that do to you? Does that boost you up? Does that make you? Did that make you, you know, more secure? You know, did it did it did it put you in a partnership with someone you wanted to be in partnership with? What did the betrayal do for you? <laughs> Who are you? And then what did the betrayal do for you? What results were you looking to gain from being betrayed? For, or excuse me, from being the betrayer? And so I thought about that with Judas. Well, who was who who was Judas? We understand that he was a disciple of Christ. And outside of betraying Jesus, we don't know much about Judas. It doesn't 
say much about who Judas was. But we do know for whatever reason, he was chosen to be the betrayer of Jesus. Now, I have to admit, I have often thought, what would have happened if Judas had not allowed the enemy to tempt him? Like, was it possible for Judas to be like, no, I am not going to betray Jesus. That's somebody going to have to do that. Was that possible? Like, we can only imagine what would have happened if he would have told the enemy no. Would the enemy have found someone else to betray Jesus? Because we know it had to happen. Like, Jesus had to go to the cross. Like, this was a set of events that were destined from the foundation of the world to happen. So it had to happen. And Judas was the one that was chosen, and I hate to say that too, but was chosen, you know, to betray Jesus. And we know, if you haven't read the story, I'll read it for you tonight, what happened to Judas once he betrayed Jesus. So he comes into a relationship, or not relationship, but he comes into partnership with the, with the Sanhedrin, with the elders um, of the church, to betray Jesus. So let's move down to verse 47 through 49 and see what happens. So at, at this point, after verse 14, 15, and 16, where Jesus does go to the Sanhedrin, Jesus has the disciples. He is breaking bread with them. He is um, drinking wine with them. They're having their last moments of intimacy with each other, their last moments of spending time with each other, the last moments of covenant relationship with each other before Jesus is betrayed. And so Jesus lets them know, like he lets his disciples know, one of you will betray me. You can read that in Matthew 26, verse 17 through 35, one of you will betray me. And so they begin, you know, looking at each other like, is it you? Is it you? Is it me? Like, who, who, who's going to betray Jesus? Like, who's going to betray our Savior? He, who? And so Jesus plainly tells them, the person who dips in the bowl with me is the one who betrays, who will betray me. And, of course, we know it was Judas. And so let's push pause right here. It it puzzles me that Peter, as radical and as bold as he was, it puzzles me that Peter did not snatch Judas up, like that 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 he did not go and be like, Judas, we're about to shut you up. Like I mean, like shut you up as far as put you in jail or throw you in the dungeon or just lock you up so this won't happen. It puzzles me that they knew who was gonna betray Jesus, but they didn't do anything to stop it. And, again, I know this event, these set of events had to happen, but it still puzzles me that none of them came against Judas. So it is revealed Judas is going to be the betrayer. So let's read verse 47 through 49. I know I'm doing a lot of supposes tonight, but these are some things that I think about when I study the scripture, in particular these verses in Matthew, and then when I read in Mark, Luke, and John. And so verse 47 through 49 says, and while he yet spake. So um, let me backtrack. Let me give you a, let me bring you up to, up to speed here. We've had the, um, the Last Supper, and we know after the Last Supper, Jesus goes to the Garden of Gethsemane to pray. And so he's praying. He's in agony. This is a time where he asked Jesus, you know, or, or Jesus asked God, if it's possible, like if, if, if you can find another way, God, find another way, if it's possible, let this 
cup pass from me like God. If there is another way for the sins of the world to be forgiven, now is the time to let me know. Like, this is it. Like, we down to the wire. God, is it possible? Or if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. But Jesus says, nevertheless, not my will but your will be done. And so he is in the garden of Gethsemane praying because he understands that his hour is close. It, it is coming down to the time where he is going to be betrayed by Judas or fully betrayed by Judas and be led to the cross. And so verse 47, and while he yet spake, Jesus Lo, because he's talking to the disciples, because, you know, he, he took Peter and John, they sleep in while Jesus praying. So he's talking to the disciples at this moment. And while he yet spake, lo, Judas, one of the twelve, came, and with him a great multitude with swords and staves from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now he that betrayed him gave them a sign. I'm going to push pause right here. So I taught children's church. I teach on the second Sundays. And so when I asked the children, how did the, uh, the, 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 the people who came to actually capture Jesus, those that were sent by the chief priests that came to capture Jesus, how did they know, like what indication did Judas give to let them know this is Jesus. I mean, I can't even, they came up with some funny stuff. I can't even remember what the, what the children said. And so I actually demonstrated uh, to them, like my um, niece and nephew were with me, so I demonstrated on my nephew how Judas betrayed Jesus, and he betrayed him with a kiss. And so now he that betrayed him gave them a sign saying, whomsoever I shall kiss, that same is he. Hold him Fast and forthwith he came to Jesus and said, Hail, Master, and kissed him. <laughs> he betrayed Jesus for 30 pieces of silver and with a kiss. So, getting back to our definition of to deliver or expose to an enemy by treachery or disloyalty, Judas delivered Jesus to the multitude, the multitude that was sent by the chief priest. So Judas delivered, Judas exposed, excuse me, Judas delivered Jesus to the multitude by telling them Jesus was, was in Gethsemane. So they had to know the location of Jesus. So they knew Judas actually led them to Gethsemane where Jesus was praying. And at this point, Jesus had finished his prayer. He was talking to his disciples, telling them to get on up. Now y'all been sleeping while I'm praying, get on up. And so he delivered Jesus or delivered the, soul, the uh, multitude to Jesus in Gethsemane. And then he exposed the identity of Jesus with a kiss. Oh, my goodness. So this is how the multitude knew that Jesus was who he was. Judas betrayed him with a kiss. They seized Jesus, locked him in chains, and then they led him to the chief priest where they accused him. And as we know, he was led to the cross to to die for our sins. And I can't even begin to imagine the agony and the weight of sin and shame and illness and um, insecurity and 
death and, and just everything that sin encompasses, that weight was sitting on Jesus as he was being led to the chief priest, as he went before Pilate, as he was spit on and beat and the crown of thorns placed on his head. All of this, that that weight was on Jesus in addition to what was being physically done to his body. I, I just, wow, is all I can say about that. And so we understand Jesus took our sins to the cross all the way to Golgotha, um, and he was nailed to a cross and died on that cross to save every person that has ever lived upon the face of the earth that will ever live to save us from our sins. If we are willing to accept the sacrifice of Jesus, man, it is there for the we all we must, all we uh, need to do in order to be saved is confess our sins, believe that Jesus is the Son of God, believe He came, you know, to die for our sins. He rose on the third day. He is the Son of God. Believe that. Ask God to forgive you from your sins, and you will be saved. That is, it is such a simple plan of salvation that has such a powerful and lasting impact. So, yes, you can be safe today, right in your car, right in your living room. If you happen to be at church at Bible study tonight, my mom's church, they have prayer and Bible study on Thursdays. Wherever you are, you can definitely receive Jesus into your heart tonight, and we will pray the prayer of salvation tonight. Okay, so so getting back to Judas, Judas has identified Jesus. He's being led to go to the cross, and so Judas, 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 almost immediately after Jesus is seized, Judas begins to feel it. Like he is feeling the shame and the guilt of having betrayed the one that he has walked with and 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 followed and saw working miracles, healing the sick, raising the dead, opening the, the, the eyes of the blind. He has walked with Jesus. He knows Jesus. And so he is beginning to feel the shame and the weight of this betrayal. And so let's look, um, flip over to chapter 27, verses 3 through 5. I'm going to read that in your hearing. Then Judas, which had betrayed him, when he saw that he was condemned, repented himself and brought again the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priest and elders. Oh, my. I, I can't. I, I can, on a small scale, imagine what Judas was going through. I can't even begin to imagine the, the, the large scale of what he was really feeling, but it just in, in my imagination, I can't imagine how he was feeling like, oh, my gosh, I have just sent Jesus to death. Like, I just gave my Savior, the Son of God, the, the King of kings, I've just given him up. And so he goes back to deliver those 30 pieces of silver. He was like, no, I don't want it. You know, I repent. I, I should not have done this. I should not have taken part in, in this exchange, in this partnership. I should not have taken part in 
exposing who who Jesus was, even though it was no secret who Jesus was, um, but he they had to be sure, you know, with the men who were in the Garden of Gethsemane, they had to be sure which one was Jesus. And so I, 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 I exposed him, like I gave him up over to the enemy. So he takes the 30 pieces of silver back to the chief priests and the elders, and verse 4 says, saying, I have sinned in that I have betrayed the innocent blood. And they said, what is to us? See thou to that. In other words, you did it. We didn't. We don't have anything to do with it. We don't care that this, that you're feeling guilty right now. It's done. Like, it's a done deal. You need to go and, and take care of that for yourself. Go repent to your God. Just go away. It's a done deal. And then verse 5, it says, and he cast down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. Like Judas was feeling so guilty and was feeling such shame that he went and killed himself. Oh, I just, oh, man, I just, gosh, if if it was possible, if Judas would have just taken a moment to ask God to forgive him, I really believe with all that is within me that his life would have been spared, that God would have forgiven him, that Jesus would have forgiven him for betraying him. God, I believe, I just, I believe that. I believe that with all my heart that if Judas would have asked, God would have forgiven him for betraying his son. Jesus would have forgiven him for betraying him. But Judas, he hung himself. And so we don't know if he did have an opportunity. Maybe he did take the time to repent. God, I can't say whether he did or not because, of course, I wasn't there. And then the scriptures don't say. All we know is that he hanged himself. And so, man, is all I can say about that. I really feel just. My, I know this happened like over 2,000 years ago, you know, but my heart still feels sad and, and for, for Judas, you know, for what he was going through, for what he was experiencing, for the struggle that was going on within him. Like we all have all had, we've all been betrayed, that is for sure. And some of us who, who have been the one who has betrayed someone, I have betrayed someone before, and I felt like horrible, like the scum of the earth, like the, the like the worst, you know. And and no benefits. There there are no benefits that come from betraying someone. Um, and just like the person that we betrayed, and I'm sure Jesus felt this. Like even though Jesus knew this was going to happen, and oftentimes when we are betrayed, we don't know it's going to happen. We don't know it's going to happen, you know, in advance like Jesus did. We only know when the betrayal happens, you know. Um, but Jesus knew ahead of time, and He still embraced Judas. He still called Judas to be one of His disciples, even though He knew that that one disciple would betray Him. He still embraced Judas into the family of the disciples, like into his close-knit, his friends, the ones that followed him, the ones that he taught. He still embraced Judas. And I'm sure like we felt, Jesus felt hurt and, 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 and angry and insecure. He, well, maybe he didn't feel insecure, I can't say. But he, I know he felt agony and he felt brokenness and he felt hurt over this betrayal. 
But ultimately, Jesus had to push past through that because he knew that he had to die for our sins, that we would be restored in right relationship with God. So think about the times that that you have been betrayed, and I'm thinking about the times that I have been betrayed. And, again, it left me hurt and angry and insecure and broken and just in turmoil over that betrayal. And depending on how severe the betrayal is, man, it could – just take some time to get over. You know, I'm thinking about, you know, a married couple, if a spouse betrays the other with an affair or with a, with a divorce, you know, or, um, you know, in our dating relationships, in our friendships, in our fa- with our family, those who, who just be- betray or, or, or share our secrets or share our heart or share our life with those who they shouldn't have shared with, you know, it leaves us in, a, in, in pain, you know, and it takes time to process through that. And hopefully we get to a point where we can forgive those who have betrayed us. And if it's possible, befriend them. If not, <laughs> Forgive, and it's okay to move on. (laughs) It's okay to forgive them and keep it moving, you know. Maybe we want to be restored in that relationship or that friendship or that with with that family member, but sometimes we may need to just go our separate ways, you know, depending on the betrayal, depending on what God is, is saying. The most important thing is to forgive. Forgive those who have betrayed us. And if we have been the betrayer, forgive ourselves so that we can move forward in our lives, okay? And so I'm just thinking even a little about why Judas betrayed Jesus. Maybe he was jealous. Maybe he thought he would come into some type of status by betraying Jesus. Maybe he didn't really believe in Jesus. We'll never know why Judas betrayed. You know, we know that it was a set of events that need to happen. I've said that a few times. But within Judas, we'll never know what really caused him, you know, to betray Jesus, why it was okay with him, you know, to betray Jesus. Was it simply the fact that it was God's will, you know, or was something going on more with Judas, you know? Maybe when we get to heaven, we can ask God about that if we really want to know, okay? So, Judas betrayed Jesus again, ultimately led Jesus to the cross, and we're thankful that Jesus went to the cross and died for our sins, and he rose on the third day. And so in the times that we are betrayed and the times even if we are the betrayer, my encouragement for us or the lesson that we can learn from this is just to ask for forgiveness. Sometimes we may need to go to that person and ask them to forgive us. Maybe we need to go to the person that we betrayed and and ask them to forgive us, you know, or forgive them, you know, go to them and say, you know, you hurt me, you know, you shared my secret and you hurt me, but you know what, I forgive you, you know. So that's what I really want us to get from this listing is that even though betrayals happen, sometimes they happen unintentionally and oftentimes they happen intentionally. Whatever the case may be, it's very important that we forgive the ones who have betrayed us. And then if we have been the betrayer, forgive ourselves, okay? And so Jesus was betrayed, but, oh, gosh, it, was, it, 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 it all worked out in the end. It all worked out for Jesus because he rose on the third day, and it all worked out for us because we, are, we have the opportunity to be in the right relationship with Christ. And so Jesus 
died for all of us, our, our, regardless of our gender, our culture, our uh, race, our social, socioeconomic status, whatever, you know, all the, 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 the terms that we have put on society or put on ourselves, you know, it doesn't matter who we are. Jesus wants to save us. Like he loved us that much that he went to Calvary's cross for us. And so if you have not accepted Jesus into your heart, you can definitely pray this prayer of repentance with me and be saved today. So just repeat after me, Lord Jesus, I acknowledge you are the son of God. I acknowledge that you died for my my sins. I ask that you forgive me now. Forgive me for all of my sins. Come into my heart to forever be my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. If you pray that prayer, you are saved. I encourage you to connect with uh, someone who you know is saved, a family member, a friend, a coworker, a church if you're there, you know, visiting, or maybe you're apart but never pray that prayer of salvation, get into get with someone who is saved so that they can encourage you and build you up. Get into a church who teaches the unadulterated word of God. They don't take anything away. They don't add anything. They just teach the word of God in its purest form. And get in the word and study God's word for yourself. Starting the book of John is a good place to start to give you some foundational principles to build upon your faith. So thank you so much for joining me tonight. It is always a pleasure to come into your home, your your car, your living room, your office, wherever you may be at this time. Look, if you want to know more about Be Free Ministries, visit our website at befreeministriesnc.weebly.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash be free ministries in C. If you have a praise uh, request, a praise report, a prayer request, a prophetic word for us, anything you want to share, email us at be free ministries in C at outlook.com. Look, if nobody has told you that they love you today, I love you. We at Be Free Ministries, we love you. This is Be Free Ministries signing off.